Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Awesome, awesome. So, I have a quote for us to look at. Awesome sauce. Awesome <laughs> sauce. Why is awesome? Wait, why is sauce awesome? Yeah. I don't know. Where did that come from? When was that? Nobody says that anymore. Awesome. Awesome sauce. So, I ran for uh, for vice. Well, I ran for president of my elementary school way back in the day. Wow. Yeah. And my uh, my slogan was vote for awesome Austin. It's <laughs> great. Awesome Austin. Wow. And I lost to Andy. Because Andy was dandy just like candy, and he handed out candy to everyone and bought votes. <laughs> and You're totally, not still bitter. Or I mean, I almost voted for him because the candy was delicious. Like, wow. Yeah, I talked to like, you know, it's like third grade. I'm talking to my best friends like, you're going to vote for me, right? And they're like, well, I got candy. <laughs> like, come on. Man. Awesome Austin. Like, no, you didn't give us candy. <laughs> that's, that's like vote for Pedro. Exactly. Yeah. All your dreams will come true. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, see, if I could have danced like Napoleon Dynamite, I would have won. You would have won everybody's hearts. Can't do it. <laughs> it can't be done. <laughs> I cannot dance like that. I don't that. think I even want to see you try. Yeah. No. You still haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite. It's true. Have I have not seen it. Gosh. And I lived in Idaho for four years where it was filmed. It's, it's one of your believable. It's we, one of your few character flaws. <laughs> And I love everything about you, except <laughs> you that you've never seen, seen Napoleon Dynamite. But he's finally seen Avengers Infinity War. It's true. I did. So I did. he at least has that on his yeah, I have resume. Not seen that. I have yeah. not seen it. That's all right, because you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm slight. Well, I, I really enjoy those series, but I, you know, there's only so much. I can't keep up with them. There are too many. There are a lot. And yeah. unless, because I started to get backed up. And I was able in the last six months to catch up on the two or three that I had been behind on. Oh, that's good. Thanks to Netflix, actually, because Netflix has posted some of them, which oh, nice. has allowed me that opportunity. But yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Yeah, especially there's, there's too much media to consume. How do we consume it all? No, we can't. Gosh. But thanks for consuming Vici Moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't stop consuming this. Hello. And share with your friends so that they can consume it, too. It's great. Right. Yeah, it's better. It's better. Than Avengers, I don't. I don't know well, if that's true. They have better CGI than we do. That's we don't have any CGI. No CGI. This is all aud- audio. Yeah, audio. Yeah, Whatever. We're, we're low budget, but, but high quality. But hey, listen, <laughs> we're figuring out audio. You know, if you guys have listened to some of our earlier episodes, you'll Ooh. be like, "Wow, this sound is terrible." But now it's way better, huh? Yeah, and and hopefully, in like two years from now, we'll be laughing about this episode right now and be like, "It's it's even better." Yeah, than what it is now. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely getting better. We've we've uh, we, you well, Anthony, you and I listened to one of our first ones, and it was like painful, putrid. I'm sorry for anybody Oof. who goes backwards to listen to it. Um, I will say the conversion episode is worth sticking through because Josiah is the man. But yeah, it is a really good. Episode. The rest of them, you know, well, maybe we'll just redo them, just do the topic in like a year, and make it better. Thanks for supporting us and <laughs> hanging with all of our terrible, terrible audio. So thank you. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, working on it. Continue to pray for the ministry because the prayers are absolutely it's true. Helpful. It's true. I, mean, I think our blessed mother has been blessing this. Um, she absolutely has from the very beginning. Actually, she, yeah, she was there with the very inception. Yeah, of she this was podcast. Yeah. So, 
pretty exciting. So, but Ken, anyway, you're leading us today, Yeah, right? welcome to the Vici Mundum Show. I'm Ken White, the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry, and I'm here with Anthony Ferguson, Yo. our pastoral year seminarian and awesome being. sauce friend, and, <laughs> and Austin Fahrenholt, our Director of Advancement. Who did not win the president of his elementary school. But we still consider him awesome Austin. Everything's standy. You're so kind. <laughs> Don't bring up Andy Dan. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, goodness. So... I thought we could just sort of I, – I don't know. I pulled up a random quote from St. Jose Maria Escriva. Always let's dangerous. do it. And I thought, he's, let's he's awesome, just man. read it and see where it takes Wait, the conversation. Wait, which book? This is from The Forge. The Forge. So if you've never read anything by St. Jose Maria Escriva, he wrote a series of books that were just like one-liners or, or two or three sentences about various virtues or various aspects of the spiritual life. And they were meant to just um, – he started, I think, the the – the way it's the, right the way yeah well the way and What's it's uh one, right? it's right opus day is ultimately oh, yeah. he founded opus day which means work of god which was a um a a movement a spiritual a spiritual movement of of persons that that focus on bringing day-to-day life as making it a prayer <laughs> So, whatever There's a great work movie you do, about that. There is. What's yeah. it called? There, there be dragons. There, oh there man, dragons. that's a great movie about. It's, there it's be a, a, there'd be a great movie about there be dragons. Yeah. yeah, it's a good introduction, but it really doesn't. It's more about the the war that was going on that he was wrapped up in, and you get a taste of of Saint Jose Maria Escriva and his life. But it's not really. It's not a biopic. It's that true. was the confusing thing for me when I saw it. I thought it was going to be all about him, mm. and it it was more about this fictional character that encountered him. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, and that's fictional. I thought it's real. No, I don't think so. I think it was, it was a fictional story about, I mean, the reality of things going on. So it was mm. it's based on reality, I thought but I don't think the true. character was real. Was it a biased reality? It was biased, but we'll have to, we'll have to look into that, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't We're think, it was, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, St. Jose Maria Scriva, his focus was taking whatever you do day to day and making it a prayer and making it your work for God. Nice. So you wash the dishes at home and you're doing it for God as a work for him. It's very, I mean, it's similar uh, to the idea of St. Therese, the little flower, right? The little way, the way to um, do small things with great love, um, simple acts to, for God. Ordinary and so, deeds of kindness. Right, that right. keeps the darkness at bay. So <laughs> That's Gandalf. What was that? <laughs> that's Gandalf. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but if you're if you're interested in more about him and his life, there's there's lots of resources online, and in fact, you can pull up his various uh, one-liners. That's what I'm calling them unofficially. Um, yeah. the, the Forge, the Way, the Furrow, these different collections of his um, of his writings and sayings that uh, that you can pull up. So the one that I have, let's hear it. Is Tell our Lord constantly and sincerely that you desire to be a saint and to do apostolate. Then the poor vessel of your soul will not get broken. And should it do so, it will be put together again and acquire an added attractiveness. And it will continue to be of use for your sanctity and the apostolate. So when he's talking about the apostolate, he's talking about Opus Dei, just so everyone is aware. And and but uh, it applies to us too, as well as just living our life as a work for God. 
So I'll read it again. Shall I read it again? Yeah, it was long. Yeah, That was a long one-liner. Yeah, well, two to three sentences. <laughs> Tell our Lord constantly and sincerely that you desire to be a saint and to do apostolate. Then the poor vessel of your soul will not get broken. And should it do so, it will be put together again and acquire an added attractiveness, and it will continue to be of use for your sanctity and the apostolate. So he said if if it does get broken, then if it is broken, then it'll be put back together again and be even more beautiful. Is that what he's saying? Yes, and will require, acquire an added attractiveness. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Austin's yeah. thinking. Yeah, I'm trying to soak it all in. I mean, there's that's that's a lot in there. It's very interesting. So he's saying that if you if you uh, the first part was what basically prayer, and then prayer and focus on the apostolate, and then your your heart will not be broken, or your soul won't be. Your poor miserable soul won't be broken. Your vessel. Your vessel. Yeah. What does that mean? Your vessel? The poor vessel of your soul. The vessel of your soul. There it is. It is a soul. Okay. But if it is broken, then it gets put back together even more beautifully. Yeah. So I think what's really powerful about this quote that just jumps out to me is the simplicity of the the starting point, which is tell, tell our Lord constantly that you desire to be a saint. Right. Like it's not like a lots of fancy words or phrases. It's God. I want to be a saint. God, I want to be a saint. God, I want to be a saint. And, and requesting that of our Lord. I, I often forget to pray for that, that simple request, (laughs) right? Like God, I need these things. I need these things. I need these things. I need these things. Or God, I'm really terrible at this. I need to be better at this. Or God grant me humility, purity, and all of those things are good, right? But to, to take it to its core and say, God, just help me be a saint. Help me be a saint. I want to be a saint. I mean, to be honest, it's really frustrating to ask that question and then realize that you still have like a, a poor little vessel of a soul that, that breaks very easily. Because, um, I mean, that's that's what I continually get like kind of discouraged about honestly like it's easy to get discouraged at like you know one minute you're just so on fire for for the lord and you're like god like make me a saint i want to be awesome for you and like bring souls to you and i want to i want to just be fully alive in you and then like the next minute you realize how little you are and how weak you are and how like I don't know, just easily broken. You're just like a little vessel that's easily shattered. Um, and then, and then you, it's easy in that moment to get discouraged and, and like kind of lash out at God and say like, well, why am I not a saint? I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> this might sound kind of weird, but, but I kind of like the breaking. Um, <gasps> like it's, uh, I don't necessarily like it as I'm going through it. Um, cause oftentimes it means that I've let God down, uh, but every time that I break, like like maybe there's something that that God's been protecting me from, uh, and then and then I slip, um, and I can look backwards and say, okay, how the heck did that happen? Oh wait, let's see, uh, I didn't pray, um, or I changed my prayer routine, or I chose to do something different. I stayed up far later than I usually did do. Mm-hmm. Um, like something has changed, and so it's like. And then, and then it becomes like this joyful, like, thank you, Lord, that I am so weak because like you allowed me to slip. 
Um, yeah. You know, to show that I need you so badly. Um, because because being small in the eyes of God, I think, is just a better place to be. Like, being being small so that he can come in and make us bigger. So it's mm-hmm. it's him who's large. Like, that idea of magnanimity that our hearts grow because he resides in it. And then the more space there is for him, the more we grow. But then as soon as we think, I'm great and awesome, here comes the fall and the shatter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? pride, pride comes before the fall. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if, if our focus is on becoming the saints and being with Christ, then even when we break, when we fall, God's going to use those that breaking to to build you up to be even a greater saint in a sense, right? Like I think that's what Saint Jose Maria Escriva mm. is getting at is mm. if your focus is on Christ, then even when you fall, even when you break, God will make that beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well and but you know what's funny though is that we like the great temptation is uh is to fall and break and then go down kicking and screaming. Mm. And like in the, and beat yourself up over it. Yeah. So like there's oh my gosh, I messed up. Uh, and then we, I was just talking to the middle schoolers about this yesterday, the seventh graders. Um, it then we're like, oh man, I'm the worst. You know, nobody else is as bad as me. I'm just scum of the earth, which is pride on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. When in reality, like, and I, I've been trying to practice this more and it's amazing how much more room you give the Holy spirit. But when I mess up just to say, you know, Lord, I need you. This is how much I need you. Because yeah. without you, this is what happens. Um, yeah. I trust in you, and I, I renew my love for you right now after after this mess up. Um, and it's like, you know, the, the pathways of grace kind of stay open. And the, and the fall yes. doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, it might be the imitation of Christ, but I think by Thomas Akempis, where he says something along the lines of... Um, like, why are you so surprised when you sin? Why are you so surprised? Right. Because the surprise betrays, like, the the lurking pride. Because hmm. it's like, well, I was better than this. And now here I am. You know? Um, so it's it's interesting. If we, if, I mean, we're going to break. We're sinners. You know? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Um, so just trusting that, that, like you said, Ken, that God is working in the midst of that. That he's able to, to meld all of that back together and fuse it again so that's even more attractive as saint jose maria scriva says that's i mean that's really powerful that's the like that's the resurrection right that that when jesus rises from the dead he doesn't come out without the wounds he he still has them and they're still it's not like they're closed up you know they're Mm -hmm. still they're still open like his wounds are still open and um, he's even more beautiful because of that. He's more attractive yeah. because of that. He made the wounds glorious. Yeah. 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 You know, I think that's a big challenge, particularly in our time when it comes to sexual sin, too, is that, I mean, that's a curse of our time today. Absolutely. It's probably the curse of all humanity's time, but um, it definitely has manifested in, in particular ways in our time. And uh, in that, I think, is like, we feel that sin so much more deeply and it's so tempting that anytime like any sexual sin comes up is to beat ourselves up over it. You know, that I am so gross. I'm dirty. Oh, I can never, I can never even look at God or come into his presence. And that's not the case. I mean, who was at the foot of the cross with him? Mary Magdalene, you know, who, who had lots of sexual sin issues. Um, like, so so she's a great example, I think, for shattering, but then mm. Jesus putting her back together 
And she's the first person he comes to resurrected, you know, because she received his forgiveness and she forgave herself, mm. um, which is important. We forget that sometimes we got to forgive ourselves. Um, God is always willing to forgive us, but will we forgive ourselves? Right. And there's that aspect. Uh, I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but just that the humility of I, I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I have failed. Right. I messed up. I mean, that's a reality, you know, like we do things and it wasn't the right choice. And we have to, it, we have to face the reality that we made a mistake, right? Because if we push it aside and try to make it belittle it or make it like it's nothing, um, we fall into one trap or if we make it like it's the biggest thing in the world and we'll never come out of it, that's also a trap, right? But to say, okay, this was a mistake before me, I need Jesus, Jesus, I need you to enter into this. I need you to heal this. I need you to walk with me. I need you to help me come out of this. I need you to become a saint. And I think especially I I fall into this trap because we live in a very self-help world, right? How many self-help books are published a a year? (gasps) It's terrible. There are many. And it's a step-by-step improvement of character, improvement of administrative capabilities, improvement of managing teams, improvement of, right? It's all these kind of under the guise of, you know, you're going to improve yourself. There's this this hidden philosophy of you – uh, basically volunteerism, which means yeah. I can achieve greatness on my own. Right. And it's such I a subtle philosophy awesome. and I'm not, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not against like self-help books if they're really good and really well written. And especially if they're written by good Christians and Catholics, it can be, it can be helpful in developing your character. But, but at the core of a lot of our world's push towards self-improvement is this idea that we ourselves can do it. And, and that, for me, seeps into my idea of sanctity, right? Mm. Like, I can become a saint if I just do these things. Yeah. And then I do those things, and I fail. <laughs> and I realize, oh, wait, Jesus makes me into a saint. Yeah. Like, the part I play is cooperation with his grace. Yes. It's not me doing it. It's me cooperating with him doing it yeah. in me. And it's not our whole – like, if, if, and when, if and when we become holy, it's not – our holiness <laughs> it's it's god's holiness it's all god yeah. like if if we are truly holy people will not look at us and say that person is holy like or they're awesome they'll say that person shows me god yeah that's well said so i don't know it, it we get screwed up um i mean this is connected this is kind of what we talked about on our very first podcast actually i think do we like, need god do we need god because lurking underneath the surface and if you go back and listen to it it's terrible sound quality but uh <laughs> But Sorry, lurk, folks. somewhere underneath the surface is like, I don't want to need God. I want to do it. I want to be on my own and like be awesome and be holy and whatever. But the only way we're going to be holy is, is to kind of allow the shattering process to happen and allow God to, to put us back together and become more attractive. And uh, the only other thing that I, I wanted to bring up was uh, the connection that Jose Maria Scriva talks about with the apostolate, because I think sometimes when we have, an apostolate when we have a work that's public that's visible something like like vici mundum for instance you know um or any ministry that we're involved in or even like just our apostolate as like you know parents or you know grandparents or teachers or whatever our ministry happens to be within the church however we're living out the life of jesus um we can 
begin to get worried when we screw up that now that apostolate is broken or that it's like it's irretrievable now like because i didn't hold up my end of the bargain now my work is screwed up now i'm a terrible father or you know or now i'm just you know not going to be able to do this that and the other thing and and i think what the quote that we talked about hits at is that no the apostolate is not yours it's god's work it's the work of god um it's opus day <laughs> and, and that's where the uh i think the irony is that that we try to like jesus came to be our savior he yeah. wants to save and redeem right and so when we somehow think that that oh no i've failed i'm letting it all down well that's the point that he wants to come and redeem it he wants to be the savior. So if we take it on ourselves that now I've got to like self-help like you're talking about, Ken. Now I've got to fix all this. You have not allowed him to come in and redeem it, you know? Yeah. And that's what he wants to do. And I think I think the the idea having that hidden philosophy of I'm going to become a saint through my own efforts. If we don't realize that and and nip that in the bud by asking God help me to become a saint, like that simple prayer, then it sets us up for a greater fall. Yeah. Because when we fall, it's like we fall really hard. And mm. then we do enter into that kind of misery and self-hatred because the whole time we were thinking it was uh, on our shoulders to do it. Yeah. You know? Mm. And and it's different when we say, gosh, yeah, I messed up. God, help me. I always need you. And I need you in particular now because I'm broken. Mm. You know? Dude, I listened to an awesome, awesome talk by Archbishop Fulton Sheen the other day just yesterday afternoon, actually about this, about like building character about growing, I guess, into a saint. And he talked about how, when the great, like the greatest saints can be the big, can become the biggest sinners and vice versa, because there's so much energy and passion. So like he talked about how, like only he said something like only someone who could hate, like a Saul could love like a Paul. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Oh Wow. Only someone who could, like hate people hate so much and ha- with so much energy. Like, I mean, Saul was persecuting the church, but because he had so much energy, like it's the, like Jesus in the book of revelation that says, I wish you were hot or cold. Cause I could do something with you then, but you're just right. lukewarm. Um, so the fact, and then he said that, uh, he talked, he was talking about how like weakness can actually be a strength because he said like the tooth that's filled can be stronger than the rest of the teeth in the mouth. Like, so yeah. Okay. You have a cavity. So what? Get over yourself. Everybody has cavities. But are you going to allow God to to fill it in with like metal yeah. so, so that you can be stronger than ever? That's um, like in welding. The weld is stronger than the steel. Whoa. It's far, far stronger. The part that has fused it together. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen is one of my patrons for that reason. I mean, he's just amazing. Is he a blessed now? Where he's venerable. He? Venerable. Venerable. Okay. Yeah. His cause for canonization is kind of clogged up. So uh, pray for that to kind of move forward because he is a great saint for our times, I think, especially with his like, uh, with his media, his presence on the media. I mean,. Yeah. yeah, he was a professor at the best university of America. Your your pr- Catholic your university, university of America. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow, bold statement. Wow. Hey, we've got to be bold. So actually, I was just I'm glad I'm glad you brought up boldness because it, when you were talking about being passionate, it made me think about how like we we do need to have the boldness to say we want to become saints. And and the boldness comes from the fact that we have faith that God will make us into it. Like I love one of my favorite quotes from St. Therese the Little Flower. She says, God does, not ins- 
God does not inspire unattainable desires. And she says that, we can't take that out of context. She says that within the context of becoming holy, right? So God would not inspire in me the desire to be a saint and then not fulfill it, mm-hmm. right? Because he loves us so much. So we, we've got to place complete faith and trust in God and live passionately, live the faith passionately. When we mess up, return to him passionately, right? And, and have faith that like he will make us saints. And, th- and that is a bold statement. Like I, I will be a saint, but not because of anything I do, because of what God is going to do in me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Teresa Lasso is so great about that. And even even shedding light on what you were saying a little bit, Anthony, about how um, only Saul could become a Paul, that, you know, uh, if if you don't have a life of, of you know, if you kind of have an apathetic life or whatever, and then you've experienced conversion, uh, Teresa Lasso did not have that. I'll preface this. But she does say, like, um, she was able to kind of have a very similar fire as Paul inside of her, even though she was not like this huge outspoken antagonist of Jesus, because the closer she got to him, the more Jesus revealed how much he had saved her from Mm. lots of things. And so, you know, so she's like, so regardless of what your history is, um, you know, you, you can still rise to this this level and and Teresa Lasso grew up in a a very sheltered house that was she was very deeply loved Mm -hmm. Um, and yet she's the greatest saint of modern times according to John Paul too um, because she knew who she was made to be and she saw herself as the little flower you know as somebody little in the whole garden of God she was not the huge rose bush or anything she's just a little flower Um, but she was she was that flower perfectly in the way that God asked her to be. Yeah. And so thus created the most beautiful scent in the garden, you know? Wow. That, that uh. reminds me of, uh, St. Augustine. And I, I know our time's running out here, but, uh, St. Augustine talked about how, uh, there was a point after he's talked about all the horrible things that he's done, like all the <laughs> talk about sexual sin. But, uh, anyways, he, he ta- said like, okay, if you're reading this, you might, you might be like, wow, that like, that's just shocking kind of thing. Like, wow, I can't believe you would do this. And he's like, but God's grace saved me. And if you have not done these kinds of things, if you happen to have been, you know, able not to do this, then God allowed that God spared you basically. Right. Like, don't, don't get up on your high horse and look down at me. Like I'm saved, but you are saved too. Like you were prevented from doing this. So maybe that's a good thing to keep in mind. Whenever like we see all the awful things that people are doing in the world, thank God Thank God in a humble way, not like the Pharisee in the in the in the, the temple. Publican, yeah. yeah, the public. He's like, oh, thank God, I'm not like these people. <laughs> right. No, just like thank thank God from the bottom of your heart that you have been prevented from doing that because like we are all sinners and we are all capable of the very worst. And so the minute that we start thinking that we're not, it, we are more in danger of falling. So right, and take care that like you who think you stand. Take care lest you fall. That's what St. Paul says. Well, and keep the focus, again, back to what St. Jose Maria Scriva says. Like, keep the focus on, God, help me to become a saint. Yeah. Right. Right? Because if the focus is on you, and look what I've done, or look at me in comparison to other people, like, then then you're going to trip and fall. Yeah. And I love St. Therese uses the example of, she said, God loved me so much that he's like a father who sees the stones in front of his children that his children will trip over and removes them out of the way. So, so, you know, the idea awesome. that like I have been saved 
in advance in a sense, you know, like from facing these things because he knew I would trip and fall. Yeah. Like I'm not strong enough. You know, <laughs> like, wow. Like, so if there's stones in your way and you're tripping over them, he thinks that you can do a lot. <laughs> right. Well, uh, maybe so. True. There's a certain yeah. amount. Of- <clears throat> I think so. I mean, that's, that's very, uh, like Therese, Therese, uh, Therese, sorry, let me get that out. Come Teresa on. of Avila. Oh, that um, one. Yeah. <laughs> Different trees. Uh, where she, where they, they talk about like, you know, the greater experiences you have of God usually is indicative of your weakness because he has to shower so much on you and put so much in front of you wow. that you're so like you couldn't handle not having all of that um which is awesome and then it's like well if you have those experience thank god i'm weak god is so good <laughs> right so it all comes back to we are weak and god is strong and god will make us that's the only saints. way to be a saint yeah Humility. So go be saints. That's awesome. Thank you, Saint Jose Maria Escriva. No, don't uh, sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in your head. Go make all a difference, day. but don't no, sing that song. Don't yeah. sing that song. Yeah. No, but that's awesome. Thank you to Jose Maria Escriva for that quote and to his. I guess the word is actually um, personal prelature. Is the prelature. it's not it's better. It's that's better than movement. That's the official. Um, I don't know what but, you're talking about. But a spiritual Opus Dei. Yeah. Opus Dei. Is a personal prelature? Is a personal prelature. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for the info. So, anyway. Um, I want to make sure <laughs> that, that was accurate. That still nothing to me, but that's anyone great. Anyone interested. <laughs> so, yeah. So, thank you to St. Jose Maria Escriva and, and all the work that he did for um, for all of us who are trying to be saints. Absolutely. Right. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We, we've we've had a, a great conversation, I think, here that we've very much enjoyed. And and if you've enjoyed it, please consider um, send writing a review on the podcast and and rating us and, and give us your feedback. Send us an email to uh, vichimundum1633 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I promise you one day we're going to make that easier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not we're fulfilling this promise. That, well, that's why we're not getting we're emails. People oh, are gosh. mistyping it. That I must know. be it. It has we're to. Gonna, that's yeah. got to be the only. Well, that must be. Don't the, care. Yeah, they're all they're all bouncing back. That being said, yeah. we have received some some wonderful feedback from you guys. Thank you for those who have. Yes, and also you. the place where you can write reviews is iTunes. So if you have iTunes on your computer, you can just log right in there. Yeah. Super nice. Uh, yeah, thank you. Can for you do those. it on Stitcher? I don't know. <laughs> and the reviews the, the reviews help the, the podcast get seen and any of the emails the, the feedback is really helpful to us it's encouraging because um, you as the listeners are really going to be able to to kind of tell us what what's up and how it's going so thank you and thank you for your continued prayers for the ministry and uh, until next time Our Lady of Mount Carmel pray, pray for, for us. us the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.